to Next Thing Now. I'm your co-host and co-founder, Alan Schulman, and I'm here with Adam Lavelle. Hey, Alan. Good to see you. Good to see you, Adam. It's great to be here today. We're uh, here uh, on the East Coast, but we're very excited to have a very special guest, the CEO and founder of Sir Conte, and also known as the Queen of Pardot, yes. Andrea <laughs> Terrell. Welcome, Andrea. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Great to have you. Uh, so, Andrea, we'll, we'll jump right into it. Um, we are just a couple weeks after Dreamforce, and for the first time in a very long time, uh, we all had the opportunity to be in person with another 40,000 or so of our closest friends. Uh, just for a minute, I just wanted to get your immediate thoughts about how that event went for you, um, and you know, just in general, what your feelings were being uh, back in San Francisco in such a large crowd. It was amazing to be back, um, back at Dreamforce. Um, definite, definite family reunion vibes all around. Um, you could just tell that there's a lot of pent up energy of nobody's been able to see each other. Nobody's been able to connect in the way that we used to before the pandemic. Um, so being able to be in person and shoulder to shoulder with peers talking about the most interesting things that are happening in our space, um, it felt really good to be back. Yeah. Well, and in particular for you, you had a a dedicated space just a block from Moscone, which you you dubbed the uh, the home of marketing. Yes, yeah. We our goal with that was to help marketers find their people at the at the big event. Um, I think one of the challenges for mar- for marketers in particular, and some of the sub subgroups, I would say at Dreamforce is how do you find other people like you and network with the people that you're there to meet and see and swap ideas with. So our goal at the Home for Marketers was to be the place for marketers to go and do that. And I think we achieved that. We had really great turnout and um, had some really great connections being made in the space. Yeah. Well, uh, Alan and I certainly got to spend some time there and it was always hopping, always lots of conversations happening. So kudos to you. I think that went, I think that went really well. It was either um, the marketing or the mimosas. I don't know what was bringing more people. Mimosas <laughs> <laughs> um, never hurt. Uh, so, hey, um, you know, I think for our listeners, one very important, very obvious first question is to hear a little bit more about the origin story of Circante, where the name comes from, how you got started, and a little bit about where Circante fits in the Salesforce ecosystem. Yeah, so my journey in the Salesforce ecosystem was um, I landed a, an insurance brokerage as my first job out of college. I was a one-person marketing department um, with a small budget and big dreams and um, stumbled across Pardot at um, Dreamforce back in 2010 um, and just totally caught the Salesforce bug and wanted to learn everything that there was to learn about the platform. Um, what I loved about Pardot and Salesforce at the time was um, with a lot of Googling and like rolling up your sleeves, you could figure out how to build just about anything. So even for a small business like the one that I was a part of, uh, we could make some really big, interesting campaigns happen. Um, and I stayed with that company for about five years, um, grew the marketing team to about five people um, by the time that I left. Um, then went to go work for um, a digital marketing agency um, for a while, worked for a Salesforce consultant for a while, and then was just kind of looking at the overall landscape and like what marketers need to be successful with the Salesforce platform and just saw that there was a gap. Um, when I was a customer, everything that we did was bootstrapped and built in-house. We tried to hire a few consultants, tried to hire some agencies, and just never really could find a group like that, that could support exactly what we needed. 
um, the marketing agencies that we found and the marketing agency that I worked for were starting to sort of dabble in the marketing automation space, but um, they brought a lot of strategy, creative expertise to the table. Um, but as soon as a lead hit Salesforce, and as soon as we started talking about kind of the technical underworkings of the platform, that's where they kind of checked out and it wasn't really their wheelhouse. Um, Salesforce consultants had the opposite challenge where process technology, like that was their bread and butter, what they did every day. Um, but when it was like, okay, how are we going to bring this campaign to life? Or like, what are some campaigns that we should be thinking about? That really wasn't their wheelhouse either. So I started Circondi to kind of position in between the digital agency and a Salesforce consultant and bring strategy, process, technical expertise, creative, um, everything that you really need to bring a marketing program to life with Salesforce. Um, and that's what we offer. So that's kind of the, the space in the ecosystem that we, we like to occupy. Fantastic. Um, and the name, are we going to keep it a mystery? Yeah. So, okay, the name. So <laughs> the origin started of the Pardot name, um, which is the first product that we supported, um, is that the two, two founders used dictionary.com to look up the word marketing in various languages. So Pardot means marketing in Latvian. Um, there's no connection to Latvia. There's no like Latvian <laughs> roots. It's just easy to say. And the domain was like $8 at the time. Right. So I went through a similar exercise with um, when I started Circante, but the word that I used was seeking. Um, and I chose that word because um, Pardot and Salesforce are very good at painting the picture of what could be with a platform. I mean, you go to Dreamforce and it's impossible to not walk away inspired by possibility and all the things that you could do with the platform. Right. But then so many businesses get back to the office and it's like, okay, I'm here. That's like way out there. So how am I going to bridge the gap between where I am now and where I want to go? And so Circande helps companies that are seeking to make that leap. And Circande means seeking in Esperanto. Esperanto. There we go. Excellent. Yes. Which is uh, a, a language that was made up by linguists. Yep. Um, it was intended to be the blending of all world languages. That's you know? <laughs> so Andrea, you've, you've been dubbed the queen of Pardot by the Salesforce community. Um, uh, now that that's changed to, let's see, account engagement, right, Adam? So that's what Salesforce uh, calls it. Now that, engagement. now that that's changed to account engagement, um, what's on the mind of queen of the queen of account engagement on the heels <laughs> of, uh, of this year's Dreamforce? A queen of account engagement just doesn't have the same ring to it. It doesn't have that flow, does it? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. So as I look at kind of what's um, what's ahead, um, there are kind of two, I guess, buckets that I, I put um, where we see marketers' heads being at right now. Um, one category is kind of looking at budgets. They're looking at the economy. They're looking at what they're already spending on technology. And they're thinking, how do we get more things done with the investments that we've made and kind of switch from this reactionary mode that we've all sort of been in during the pandemic where like we're changing our marketing mix because conferences are getting canceled to um, kind of reacting on the fly to things that we're seeing in the broader industry. Um, and how do we be like be more proactive and lay out a plan for, okay, here's what we're going to do with the tools that we have. Here are the like the basics that we need to like revisit and make sure that we're really executing well on. Um, I see that as kind of sort of one school of thought is like being more strategic about the things that we have now and the things that are like well within our grasp. 
And then there's also the camp that I think is like very forward looking and looking at Genie and CDP and the future of like where um, the platform is going and um, looking for kind of like the next set of tools that they're going to be using for things. Um, so we're, we're kind of looking at both of those audiences and how do we meet the needs of both of those groups. And coming off the heels of Dreamforce, you talk about being how, how can you not be inspired by um, all the experience you have there and the things you learn. Uh, just, you know, as you look to the future of uh, account engagement and marketing automation, uh, where, you know, what areas do you see as the, the challenges ahead or the, the opportunities maybe more importantly? I guess the biggest opportunity that I see right now is for platform unification across marketing cloud. And this is something that Salesforce has kind of quietly been beating the drum on for the last like year or so, but they've bought a bunch of best in class products. And the challenge now is like, how do we knit these together to create a cohesive customer experience and for the marketers that are charged with building campaigns across all of these tools? Like, how do we pull together the data they need? How do we make the systems talk to each other in the way that we need them to? Um, so I think we're going to see a lot of interesting things coming out over the next, uh, the time horizon is probably longer than any of us would want, but over the next couple of years around, like, how do we take the best of what works in marketing cloud and make it as easy as possible for all Salesforce users to take advantage of those um, key pieces of functionality? Right. Well, one of the things that uh, was announced, obviously, one of the more um, important elements of this year's Dreamforce uh, was the announcement of Genie and the importance of the CDP. Uh, so when you talk about uh, taking the best from the various components of Marketing Cloud, I would say certainly that uh, the focus on the CDP was really on the horizontal of taking customer data and cutting across so many of the functionalities in both marketing cloud and other products. You gave a, a really fantastic presentation um, uh, at the event. And could you just talk a little bit about how you're viewing that? I know everyone's got a lot of hype around Genie, but I think you um, you sort of cut through that hype and, I, and, and has, has a pretty important point of view that I think is worth listening to. Yeah, I think data is really the backbone of just about everything interesting that we're trying to do in marketing. And for all this talk of like one view of the customer, single customer profile kind of thing, for most marketers, that is not at all the reality in their organizations. And when we look at like things like running a campaign to people who have purchased online in the past, who have a certain lifetime value as a customer, who have like certain product preferences, for most organizations, when you start adding different attributes like that, you start talking about four or five, six systems that you're trying to knit together data from, and it becomes like an act of God to try to get a targeted email campaign out the door. <laughs> so <laughs> I think the promise of CDP and Genie is like making some of those asks a little more frictionless so that like we can think about what are the systems that we would want to, to be able to segment, personalize, like run campaigns around. And then how do we um, ingest that data into a system, push it where it needs to go, and like take some kind of some kind of action off of that data. Um, and that's where all the CDP genie talk starts getting really exciting to me is like how do we actually activate the data that we already have um, to run more impactful marketing campaigns? We're talking with Andrea Terrell, the queen of Pardot. 
and the CEO and founder of Circante. Andrea, I, I can imagine what um, the benefits of connecting Marketing Cloud and Genie, you know, the promise of that might be for existing company customers. You just you just talked about it from a CRM or a lifetime value perspective. Um, obviously, data is going to you know help you optimize the experience more the more you, that you have. What about new customer acquisitions? What are your thoughts on, you know, um, how the promise of Genie is going to help? Because, you know, we've seen, you know, DMP and we've seen other things come along before that, you know, try to model audience for, you know, for, for new customer acquisition. What are your thoughts on Genie as a, as a driver of new customer acquisition? I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, I can see this going like one of two ways. Like I could see Genie becoming a product that, um, like in sort of a crawl, walk, run fashion, it's like a phase three item that you implement after you've implemented sales cloud, after you've implemented a marketing tool. Uh, I could see some organizations going that route. Um, I could also see the approach of like, if you're building something net new, you're building a stack from the ground up, um, you're a new organization with funding to kind of take on some of these projects, like getting it right from the beginning is a really compelling story. Um, and so, so much of the work that consultants like Circante do is cleaning up technical debt and legacy things that have been built that no longer serve marketing teams. So having the opportunity to kind of start with a blank slate and, um, start with the vision of like, what data are we capturing? What do we want to do with this information? And then building it from day one, um, I think is, is also a really compelling value prop to, um, organizations that have the ability to do that. Yeah, I I love that idea. Of, I don't love it, but it's um, the fact that so many enterprises have tech debt that they've got a lot of things that need to be cleaned up. I think that's a a great concept. It does speak to this challenge, especially in the time we're in uh, with looming recession, uh, maybe already in it, maybe near in it. Question, is it going to be mild? Is it going to be a soft landing? Is it going to be deep? Um, it creates this challenge where there still needs to be the continuous march of innovation, um, putting, taking advantage of new technologies, new capabilities, doing them right. Those are kind of capability and infrastructure activities that need to happen. But in an environment where you've got to deliver results, where outcomes have to um, have to be present and have to be demonstrable, or you know, you've got clients that are going to lose their jobs if if they don't. Uh, deliver some sort of a return. When you think about balancing those, how do you approach those challenges? And and then more specifically, in your role as consultants to those clients, how do you make sure that the things that you're doing are delivering value um, in the near term to make sure that you know, the lights are kept on and everybody's moving forward? One thing that we're, we're trying to look at with our clients right now is just overall maturity with marketing automation and just making sure that the, the right fundamentals are in place for whatever it is that they want to do next and build next. The phrase unprecedented times has been used an unprecedented amount over the last <laughs> 36 months. Yes. Um, but there, I mean, there have been a lot of things that have put marketers kind of on their heels in terms of needing to react to what's happening. So supply chain shortages, conferences getting canceled, not knowing what we could say, like at the beginning of COVID, like what is, what's insensitive? Like, should we resume email marketing? Like there's just so many things that are going on in the world that kind of have put marketers into sort of this reactionary posture. 
And so I think for a lot of organizations, the next chapter needs to be just taking a, a hard look at like, what do we have in place right now? What's working and where are the holes? Like if you don't have things like a welcome journey, a customer onboarding journey, um, an upsell program, like some of those foundational marketing automation use cases, like this is the time to make sure that you have those built out in your platforms. You're targeting each of your buyer personas in a cohesive manner, like kind of getting those like brass tacks fundamentals set up. Um, and once you have kind of that foundation to build from taking a look at like, okay, what's, what's the next thing that we're going to do? What is our like overall channel mix? Are there new tools that like would help us reach some of these audiences better? I think that's, that's the lens that um, we're trying to work through next steps with many of our customers. So Adam likes to, you know, talk about the myth of the single stack, uh, particularly in, in marketing. And, and I guess that relates to, you know, as we're starting to see enterprises think about enterprise data strategy, enterprise content strategy. Are you finding that your clients are moving that way, working with either be it the chief data officer, the chief content officer? Are you seeing, you know, less point solutions and more sort of horizontal uh, attempts across the enterprise to sort of bring stuff together um, as opposed to um, working on on one particular use case? Yes. Yeah, I um, we definitely have seen kind of like some of that fragmentation of like different departments adopting point solutions. And I think COVID was also an accelerant for bringing some of that back together because um, I think what many marketing teams were tapped for is realizing that it's not just about customer acquisition or like lead gen, but it's the customer experience and how like how is marketing contributing to touching the customer at every stage that they're at. Um, and you can't do that with like, okay, on our website, they're going to interact with this chat bot. And when they get to customer service, they're going to use this chat tool. And then when they're like a lifetime customer, we're going to have this other stack. And uh, like there, there is kind of like a unification that needs to take place for a cohesive customer experience and for different departments to just support what each other are doing like align more holistically around like what are, what are our customers need from us. Andrea, what gets you excited right now uh, every day when you get up and lead this organization that you've created uh, and you interact with the clients you do? What's What's got you excited when you look ahead? I have to say platform unification for Marketing Cloud. Um, so I don't love the part of name change. I won't belabor, beat a dead horse. <laughs> Beat a dead horse of that because it's we've had the new name now for about seven months. Um, but what I do like about sort of the spirit behind the renaming is that Pardot is one of a suite of marketing cloud products, and like bringing all of those solutions together is the key to unlocking a lot of value for customers for marketers that are using Salesforce. And so um, the backend platform unification that's taking place is really exciting. There's also a lot of focus on open APIs and making the developer experience around Marketing Cloud really strong, um, which our team loves because building interesting solutions and um, things that extend the power of the platform is what gets our team um, really riled up. Um, so platform unification and opening up the platform are uh, two things that are very exciting to me. And you've got some um, you got some activities coming up, right? Well, you guys are you guys are offering uh, a number of uh, live online events around that notion, are you not? 
Yes. So Mart Dreaming, um, formerly known as Hard Dreaming uh, yeah. for Pardot, we're now ex uh, expanding that to all of Marketing Cloud, um, is November 1st through the 4th. Um, so we have three days of fully free content, um, one day of paid workshops. Uh, we're doing an award show uh, called the Mart Dreamies. Oh, really? Um, Yes. Cool. Tell <laughs> us about that. Um, so what the Marjorie's is intended to do is um, there, there are a lot of marketing ops pros who are building amazing campaigns, doing a lot of hard work behind the scenes, and nobody in their organizations knows how much blood, sweat, and tears goes into right. building something really cool and custom like that. Unsung and, heroes. <laughs> yes. So what the Marjorie's is intended to be is just shining a light on some of the awesome work that's happening in the ecosystem and celebrating great work with peers that get it. Um, so we're gonna be highlighting, I think we have five categories this year. Um, we're gonna be highlighting just some of the awesome work that's um, taking place on the platform. That's fantastic, that's good. It's, it's, um, it's always great to celebrate those things. There's a phrase I love, it only looks like magic. And yes. it's this <laughs> idea that the amount of work that goes on behind is, uh, is, is not often properly celebrated. So and fantastic. Just, you know, hats off to you, Andrea, and to Circante. You guys have taken a real uh, industry leadership position in sort of celebrating not just, you know, home for marketers, but all of the you know, sort of free curriculum and stuff you're putting out there for people and bringing lots of speakers together from outside uh, the Circante uh, a culture is just, you know, it's, it's really, you know, as they say, a rising tide raises all ships, right? So, um, seeing the things that you're doing, we're just we're, we're super impressed with everything that um, you've done to both build community and culture, not only internally, but it was clear at Dreamforce that um, people are on to you. Yeah, it's. I'll just say it's a great time to be in the ecosystem. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting things happening. It's a great time for talent. Um, I got to make a shameless plug that Serpente is hiring for roles in Pardot, <laughs> Marketing Cloud, Datarama, Analytics. Um, so if anybody's good. looking for their next gig, we'd love to, I'd love to chat. Fantastic. Good. All right. Well, Andrea, thanks again. As, as always, it was great seeing you at Dreamforce. It's great to have you here uh, with us on Next Thing Now. Uh, this is episode number two. Uh, you were in no way second on anybody's list, <laughs> but uh, we very, very much appreciate you being with us. Thanks so much. Thank thanks, you, guys. Andrea. You've been listening to Next Thing Now, an original podcast presented by Upper Right the right way forward in marketing and MarTech advisory services. Visit us at UpperRight.com and find out more about how you can get to the Upper Right. Until next time, this is Alan Schulman. Thanks for listening.